Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I am so glad you're joining me today. Each Friday, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. If you weren't able to catch our last episode, episode 65, the Top 10 with Ren Gift Giving Guide, I encourage you to go back and check it out. A lot of great companies highlighted on that show. Let's get to today's episode. It's episode 66, and my guest is Presley Casto. Presley was born and raised in South Mississippi. Recently, she relocated just south of Memphis with her husband, and they just finished building their first home together. Presley is a blogger who is super passionate about creating beautiful things, whether that's through lettering, fashion, food, or home decor, and you see the passion come through on her Instagram page. Most importantly, she loves Jesus. Her prayer is that the blog will be an outlet of encouragement and inspiration for women to live life as the best version of themselves and to radiate the glory of our Heavenly Father with pure joy. And let me tell you, Presley exudes joy. You know, around this time of year, we talk about joy and uh, how it's not based on our circumstances and that our hope is truly found in Jesus alone. Presley and I talk about uh, what she walked through when she was eight years old, when she lost her mom to a drunk driving accident and how she got through that time, how Jesus entered her life. And y'all, you're going to be so encouraged hearing her story. So here is my conversation with sweet Presley. Well, welcome to the podcast, Presley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I remember um, seeing you on Caroline Saunders' uh, Instagram at Writer Caroline, where uh, she was doing a giveaway with you for some of, I think it was your Bible that you yes. uh, lettered on, and they are beautiful. I love Thank you. them. Thank and you, you do journals too. I saw your journals that you I do. That you um, design on the front. I, they were beautiful. So, uh, I saw you and I was like, oh, I started following you. And then I started reading your blog and, um, you just have a great blog and just very encouraging. And I love that. So thanks for coming. Thank you again, like for having me. Yeah. Okay. So if someone doesn't know Presley, tell us a little bit about you and your family and what you do. So my husband and I got married almost two years ago, and we just recently relocated to Memphis. Um, I have accepted a job with a local community college serving as a career coach, um, prepping our students um, on professional development, getting them career ready so that they can transition almost seamlessly from academia um, to the working world. So that's kind of where I'm at, nine to five every day. Um, My husband is in sales at FedEx. We have the most precious fur baby ever. Um, his name is Duke, and he's we are cute. Just, oh my goodness, he's so he cute. Is, he is rotten. That <laughs> his puppy dog eyes are out of this world. Oh, so we are still kind of adjusting to being in this new area. He's from here originally, so it was probably a little bit easier for him. Um, but it's been good. God has blessed us tremendously with the community that he's surrounded us with. It was um, something that I had been very concerned about and something that I had really prayed very heavily for. And he is it's just been so rewarding to see him fulfill that desire in my heart. Mm. So when y'all moved here, y'all were living in um, South Mississippi or were y'all somewhere else? 
We were in central Mississippi. He played college baseball. I played college soccer, um, not at the same school, but happened to have a mutual friend. And after college, we just went to work. And luckily, the Lord has guided us this way. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Awesome. Um, Okay. And I have to ask you, how did you get your name? Is it after Elvis? It's actually not. And it's it's very ironic being in Memphis and (laughs) seeing everything with Elvis. Um, And I wish that I could really go back and ask my mom as to why. Um, But she just loved it. And it's beautiful. Well, thank you. They did not know if they were having a boy or a girl when I (gasps) came into the world. So I think it might have just kind of been a spur of the moment thing Mm. because they had a little boy name picked out, but not a little girl. Okay. Awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so pretty. So uh, it just rolls off your tongue when you have your last name, Presley Casto. I love it. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. It's pretty. Okay. So um, tell me a little bit. I've read a little bit of your blog. Um, You have anything from beauty tips to fitness um, to I've seen on your Insta stories about eating healthy and um, dinner preparation and I recently saw how you planned your sister's bachelorette party, and I loved all that. How are you so good at everything? (laughs) I feel like I am a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Um, So (laughs) I really can't figure out exactly what I'm meant to do other than just to create, whether that be um, makeup or with my lettering or with even something small like a bachelorette party. I just have such a passion to create. Um, and I'm so glad that the Lord has given me that passion because yeah. it's, it's allowed me to do some really neat things. Absolutely. I loved all of that. How do you get your backgrounds? Like, how do you, ha- is that in your house? Is that outside? Like, how so do you most get of the all? time I am hanging it on my wall and yeah. Knock on wood, we haven't torn any paint yet. Um, but we, what I've done is I have just ordered bulk of massive sheets of crepe paper okay. and then cut them to fringe. And whatever color I'm needing, if it's pinks for a bachelorette party uh-huh. or we did a fiesta theme one night, I'm just able to throw up whatever colors that. I need, and they have been so wonderful, and I just roll them up and throw them back in the closet. Oh, my word. That is a life hack right there. Yes. <laughs> I, I am. I'm so glad they've lasted. I think they're like three years old, so they oh are going strong. That is awesome. Well, they look like perfection because, you know, it's hard when you look at somebody's pictures and they just, you know, it, the backgrounds are everything. I mean, if you have a good background, you're good. So I just noticed that about your sister's bachelorette party. I was like, those backgrounds are amazing. They look Thank great you. Too. Great. Okay, so how did you start in the blogging world? And how long have you been blogging? I have been blogging officially, I think it was in March. And it was almost a battle with myself because mm-hmm. I needed a creative outlet. I'm obviously not... I went to school for marketing and um, had a passion for graphic design. And I'm obviously not using that in my work Mm -hmm. from nine to five. And so I needed an outlet, um, but it was an investment and it is very time consuming. It's almost more of an investment of my time. Oh, sure. So I've kind of, I went back and forth and then eventually I prayed about it and my husband and I talked about it and it was finally like, okay, take the plunge because Mm -hmm. I have like I said, all of these passions to create and nowhere to put it. Mm. So maybe 
I can put it to use to where I can encourage others or um, guide others that kind of struggle in that area or even at maybe at some point turn it into a, a job because mm-hmm. ultimately I know that that's what the Lord has designed me mm-hmm. to do is yeah. to create and to help others. And if yeah. maybe he leads me down that road in the future, that would be something that I would be truly blessed by. That's neat. That's exciting. Well, and to know what your talents are. I think so many of us look around and it takes us, I mean, I'm 39 and it's taken me a lot of years to figure out what I'm really good at. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Let's, you know, work on weaknesses, but look at my strengths and do things that are, that cater to my strengths. Um, and I think that's, I think that's awesome that you just started blogging recently. I mean, recently in the last, um, you know, in the last year and that, you know, you see that that is your passion. Those are your desires and uh, God's blessing it. And so I think that's awesome that we can continue following you. And I really have heard, you know, blogging was really hot like years ago, but, and it's kind of gotten away from it, but I hear it's coming back like strong. So there are so many bloggers out there and there are so many different niches. Um, It's actually been very encouraging because everybody is kind of at the same level starting Mm -hmm. out again. As you said, it's getting bigger again. And I've met some really neat people that are just willing to allow you to pick their brain and encourage you and take you along with them because we're all have an end goal in mind. And we all obviously enjoy creating that content and cultivating that community. So it's been really neat to make those connections, which is crazy that it's based off of social media. I never would have thought that I would make such good connections through social media, but I really have. And I'm so grateful. I know it's crazy because I used to be one of those. I'm an Enneagram six, which means that we're always kind of like what can go wrong in this scenario. (laughs) And when I started like meeting, like I met a friend, Holly, like in a different city, in her house. And I had only met her on the internet. Like that's just so weird to me that, that it's, it's it's it makes it a small world and I love it. <laughs> I really it love it, you know? It does. And it's it's wild and I even have friends that are meeting their spouses I know. on social media. Crazy. My husband alone, granted we met in person first, but yeah. He was so nervous that he wouldn't talk to me unless he was messaging me on social uh-huh. media. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, it's and just the rest of- is history. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and like you said, a lot of people allowing you to pick their brain. I love, I'm actually having coffee with, um, with someone like that in a week and a half where I like, she's ahead of everything on me, but she's allowing me to just come and just tell her what's going on with me and what's coming up next. And so, um, it's good. It's great when people do that. I love that. It's so encouraging and so refreshing. Mm, it really is. Okay, so you started blogging, and tell me, you told me earlier that you had pain on your hands. Why do you have pain on your hands? What have you been doing? I want to know. So my sister is getting married on Saturday, mm-hmm. and she has taken full advantage of my creative <laughs> capabilities, and I'm actually... Um, Glad this is going to be later on as far as when it's posted. I'm painting a Bible for her, um, for her to use for her sign-in book at the wedding. And it's a surprise. So, Oh, my goodness. So just me and you know. Okay, I won't tell anybody, and it won't post (laughs) until two weeks from now. I love that. She is going to love it. I'm very excited. I did something 
different with it than I've done in the past. Mm. Um, I love it. So I can't wait to show everybody. The yes. Product. Yes. Really make sure you post it on your Instagram. We want to see it in your blog and all that. Okay. So take us back to, okay. How old are you? How many years difference is it between you and your sister? We're only 15 months apart. Okay. So, so is she younger? Yes. Okay. So she's 15 months younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So take us back in your childhood. Tell me a little bit about your childhood and then something that happened when you were right after you celebrated your 10th birthday. Tell me a little bit about what happened. So um, growing up, it was me and my sister. We were born 15 months apart, as we just mentioned. And, um, my parents split when I was very young, and so I was able to be blessed with a stepmom and a stepsister that I love dearly. Um, but unfortunately, um, the day after my 10th birthday, my mom was taken away from me and my biological sister, Shelby, um, through the means of a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. So, What do you remember about that? Because you were very young. I mean, 10 years old. That's that's very young to, to really realize what was going on and to lose your mom. Right. Um, I don't remember. I don't have a lot of memories that I can say that are vivid and that I can remember every detail. Mm. Um, but I do remember the day very vividly. Um, I had just started playing soccer. Mm. Um, and I had scored my very first soccer goal. And... Oh. It was around Mardi Gras, and I remember after my game, I my mom pulled me away. She hugged me and kissed me and told me that she loved me, and she was so proud of me. And then at that point, it was my dad's weekend to have my sister and I kind of rotating shifts, and she had plans to go to a Mardi Gras ball that night. And fortunately, we were like I said, with my father, because the wreck of which it happened was only a mile from my mom's house. Mm. So it was a God thing that we were with my dad and we're mm. away from that environment. People coming on um, to our property, maybe trying to contact us and inform mm. us, whereas yeah. we were in a controlled environment with my father and that he was able to handle the situation. Mm. Uh, so even in something so terrible, I can definitely look back and kind of see where, where God kind of guided the situation. Mm. And what do you, what do you feel now? Like looking back and, and what was your favorite memory of your mom? My favorite memory of my mom. She was a teacher growing up. Um, and everybody just seemed to love her. She just had that contagious energy Mm. And I don't know if I could give one specific memory other than she would always encourage me to be creative. Mm. Um, Even at such a young age, whether it be decorating her door or her bulletin boards, I always thought I was going to be a teacher because I wanted to be able to decorate my bulletin board and my door. Um, But she was just so encouraging in that nature. Um, And she just had, like I said, contagious personality, but her smile was it lit up any room she was ever in and you just couldn't deny that she was such a unique person. Hmm. And going through that as a child, how has your faith grown since then? So as a child mentioned earlier that my parents were divorced, 
one Sunday I would be in a Catholic church and the next Sunday I would be in a Baptist church. Mm. So my faith leading up to that point was kind of a jagged road almost. It was very confusing. I couldn't really figure out what this was. I mean, I know who God was. I knew He loved me. I knew He died for my sins, but I couldn't really make the connection between the relationship aspect of it because those are two very different mm-hmm. concepts mm-hmm. of of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so when she died, um, my Obviously, I was now with my dad, and we were going consistently to a Baptist church. And the pastor of that church, her, his wife, actually was my Sunday school teacher and just really kind of leaned into me and invested in me and provided me with, um, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was, it was a prayer journal mm. for, for children, and it kind of walked you through how to build that prayer life. Um, and walked you through kind of understanding what it means to give your life to Christ. And I could not put that book down. Mm. I think I went through almost all of the book within a week span. And I just, there was something that I was craving and I knew that there was a void from losing my mom that only he could fill. Mm. And I, I'm very fortunate in that I can look at where I am now and look at the things that have shaped from something terrible, and I'm able to see where He has used it for good. Mm. And I'm so grateful for that. I would not have met my husband. I would have never gone to play college soccer where I met him Mm. had it not been for her. And just God moving in those little scenarios. Because at that point, the last memory I had of my mom was on a soccer field. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Ren, I'm, I get chills every time I tell this story. But I had no desire to continue playing soccer after my two years at my junior college. It was a job at that point. I necessarily wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I went to visit Bellhaven University in Jackson, Mississippi, and had a good visit, but I still, mm, I don't need soccer. I just want to be a student. I want to be able to take a nap after class. <laughs> um, wasn't for me. And it wasn't until the coach emailed me my offer and followed up with me that I saw on the letterhead, I every year Bellhaven picks a scripture for their their um, school year, and their scripture was on their letterhead. And that letterhead, I kid you not, read my mother's favorite verse. Mm. And in that moment, it was, all right, God, I'm going to give you two more years of soccer. Wow. And then I can see where that led me to Chris, and that led me to my job opportunity, and that's led me to the community I am in now, and that's led me to the nonprofit organization that I do missions with in Belize. And it's, Mm. it's neat to see the domino effect of, Mm. like I said, something so terrible, Mm. how it's changed me and my heart and hopefully others around me for the better. Mm. That's beautiful. What was the verse? What was her favorite verse? Her favorite verse comes from um, Ecclesiastes and it's Ecclesiastes three, 
one through eight, that there is a time and a season for everything under the heavens of God and, Mm. you know, time to dance, a time to mourn and just so refreshing. And I think I will hold on to that forever. Mm. That is amazing. And that God is, he's at work no matter what. And he can work through a broken heart like you had, you know, that's precious. Okay, so tell me, I, I read a little bit about, on your blog, about um, when Mother's Day comes around and how it's super hard. Um, and I think it's hard for a lot of a lot of people in different ways, but... Absolutely. Um, you kind of didn't go for a few years on Mother's Day. You didn't go to church because it was too painful. Um, but then I think last year you went and... Tell me what was what was your experience then? Um, I didn't want to go, honestly, and because we were new in the area and because we're up here with Chris's family, it was what she wanted. She wanted her to be with her family on Mother's Day, and she should. So I kind of put my my big girl panties on and um, kind of sucked it up. But I was so blessed by our church. We're members of Colonial Hills in Hernando and our pastor Luke Saunders recognized and identified the hurt that goes along with Mother's Day. And I know people struggle with it for different reasons. I have a friend today who just miscarried. And so I understand what goes along with that. And he understands what goes along with that. And God understands what goes along with that. But it was so refreshing just to be understood and to be welcomed and to welcome the hurt and the pain that goes along with that. Because if we can't, if we can't welcome our troubles at the feet of God, where can we? Because he's the only one that can take that away from us. Wow. I'm glad you went. I am too. Um, It was hard and it actually built connections with other people in the community that have struggled with Mother's Day. And even people that have reached out to me that struggle with Father's Day. And at that point, God opened that door for me to minister to those people, not only when I was struggling through Mother's Day, but I was able to make those connections later on down the road, you know, when Father's Day rolls around. Hey, girl, how are you doing? I'm praying for you today. Mm. Um, You can do this. Um, Mm. Because we all need that. We all need to have somebody that can identify with the pain that we're going through. Yeah, because it can be a painful day. Absolutely. Mm. And it it can also be a a day to celebrate, too, though. I, I always felt guilty in that I was so miserable on that day when I do have a stepmom that I adore. She is literally, I've told many people this, that she is literally my angel. She, um, she's just a blessing. And then now this mother-in-law that I know would go to the end of the earth for me as well as if I was her own. So why, Mm. why, 
should I be so miserable when I have these two women that love me? Um, So it was also a good reminder of that, too, that even in my suffering, that we can still be be joyful in what we do actually have. Mm. And so after your mom passed away and you're 10 and your sister's 9, did y'all go live with your dad and stepmom at that point? We did. And I was very grateful that the Lord kind of worked his magic and timeline and that I already had my stepmom before Mm. my mom had passed away. Because I really think that might have put a hindrance to our relationship. But I'm so grateful that it it worked in the opposite, that she was already in my life prior to that. Yeah. Oh, that's God's sovereignty to know all that. So do you ever remember, one more question about this and then we'll move on, but do you ever remember just being just heavy with grief at that point as a child? Absolutely. So I am, I consider myself to be very independent. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I, I love to help people. That is what brings me the most joy in my life, but I myself struggle with letting others help me. Mm-hmm. Um and in that, I was very disconnected. I was very to myself um, to the point where my parents, my dad and my stepmom, um, invested in me to seek therapy. Mm-hmm. And at that point, uh, I was 10 years old. I thought that meant there was something wrong with me. And mm-hmm. I didn't take advantage of it like I wish I had. Um I don't feel like I truly grieved like I needed to. So a lot of it still harbored in my heart um, many years later. Not necessarily that I was angry with the Lord, um, but just that I hadn't dealt with it to the fullest extent. Mm -hmm. And so as an adult, you had to deal with that. Absolutely. Um, There still will be random days where I pick up the phone and call my sister upset, mm-hmm. crying hysterically over something little, like a song on the radio. But yeah. I can't yeah. help but think that that's normal oh, for yeah. people oh, yeah. that are experiencing that grief. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love how on your blog you posted a picture about, or a lot of pictures about your wedding and how you had a hand in um, and designing and, and decorating and all of it. I mean, just everything about it um, just had your touch on it, I could tell. And I love the picture that you had of your mom in her wedding gown and then how the photographer had that on a table in front of you and your sister was putting your veil on your head. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it was very difficult when I was in the planning processes I felt like everything I saw on Pinterest was was kind of overdone or there wasn't anything unique to honor moms. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to come up with something to include her in that she was there with me. And that was probably the most difficult thing because everything I saw was just so small, like set this here on the table or wrap a photo of her on your veil, which I did those things, but I wanted something more. And it was so special to me that my photographer was actually able to capture exactly what I was envisioning um, of my sister putting on my veil. And then actually another thing I did 
one of my mom's bridesmaids from her wedding is a well-known local artist in South Mississippi by the name of Kim Garraway. And she actually hand-painted my mom's wedding dress next to mine. So we, there was a new, a number of things that we did to commemorate her. And I just wanted her spirit to be there. And I think that overall, that was the end result. And I was so grateful for that. Well, you could tell that you had really put a lot of thought into it. You know, that it was very meaningful um, to you and to those around you and to your family. You know, um, what a memory that you have to hold on to from your wedding day. Well, thank you. So, um, so let's kind of switch gears. Thank you so much for sharing about that, about your mom and losing her. And I know that there's going to be many women that are encouraged by your story. And, um, and I know she is a special, uh, a special mom to you. And I I love what you said at the end or, or when you were talking about the soccer game and how you have that memory. And I know God gave you that memory of her, um, and telling, telling you that she loves you and she's proud of you. So I think that is, um, precious. And I know that you carry that in your heart and it's precious. What a painful time yet hopeful story that Presley is sharing with us today on the podcast. And we're going to get back to that in just a minute, but I wanted to come on here and let you know of some upcoming episodes that I will be airing on the podcast this month. Next week, I will be here chatting with one of my new internet friends, Elizabeth Servin. Elizabeth is a pure delight, and we chat about her journey to wellness and how she encourages others to do the same. You may have seen her on Instagram at My4Arrows. She has four kids, her arrows, and she has a lot of new exciting things going on in her life that I ask her all about. Okay, so that's next week, and the week after, you will hear from Maggie Combs, who is also a new internet friend. Maggie's the author of a book called Unsupermommy, and it's truly is one of the best books I have read about motherhood. You'll hear me ask all of the questions I had while I was reading her book on the January 18th episode. So go ahead and subscribe on whatever podcasting app you regularly listen on so you won't miss any of these amazing women's stories that will most definitely encourage you. Okay, back to my conversation with Presley. So um, tell me a little bit um, about what you do with friends that we kind of talked a little bit about community and um, what do you do with friends that is life-giving, that is something that you enjoy doing with them? So when we first moved up here, the way to my heart is through food. <laughs> I, know <it's laughs> yes. usually, I know it's usually the husband's heart is through food, but it's mine. Mm. Um, and I mean food that I don't have to cook. <laughs> yes. So, when we first moved up here, we started with a small group of friends, um, a couple being my sister-in-law and her husband, and then two of our other couples in church, and we have started Supper Club. Oh, yay! So we love Supper Club. Every month, we try a different restaurant in Memphis that we've never been to before because there's so many. Yes. And everyone else is from here. So I'm the only one that's not really been in the Memphis area. And they're all like, I've never heard of this place. Why have we not eaten here before? So it's not only been good for me to experience Memphis, but it's been good for them as well. And we always manage to fit dessert in there after. Yes. So it's 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 mm. good company, good fellowship, but it's also really good food. Uh, where do you go? Do you go like once a month? We do. Okay, this so where did you month? go last time? This past month, we did 
the slider in. Yes, it's good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And then we did muddies. Yes, you have to do muddies. The previous month we ate the beauty shop and that's probably been one of my favorites. That was neat. Oh my goodness, that's good food. And it just, just going in there and you're like, this was a beauty shop years ago. Like, I love that so much. Which is kind of a weird concept when you think about it, but they do it very tastefully. They do. They do. It's neat, though. It's neat. That's fun. I love that. Yeah, those are good. We used to do that when we were first married. We would go somewhere, and then we it would be like progressive dinner. We'd be like, okay, we're going to go have the main course here, and then we're going to have dessert somewhere else. It was, we had the best time. So that sounds awesome. Okay, so at the end of each episode, I usually ask my friends, my guests, um, what do they love to eat? And what are they, like, loving? What do they cannot stop talking about? So what is it for you? So my dying wish of my last meal would definitely have to be included with truffle fries. Parmesan truffle fries from Hop Dottie. What oh, are those? Oh, my goodness. I don't know about these. What is it? Ren, Tell me about it. It's life-changing. <laughs> so Hop Dottie, there's two now in Memphis. I think they just... I think one, the one in Midtown has been here almost a year, and they have one off of Poplar. Okay. Um, but if you go, go, you want to get the shareable Parmesan truffle fries with the aioli sauce. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, this past month when we did Supper Club, we had the slider in, and I purposely did not get French fries because I wanted Chris to pick up truffle fries for me on the way home. That is like, hilarious. They're so good. Okay, so they're like french fries, but then they're flavored? Yes, they have Parmesan and um, truffle oil and truffle salt and I think parsley. Okay, I've never had them. I'm going to have to get on that. That sounds delicious. They're dangerous. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Okay, what are you loving? That sounds What am I loving? Um... Right now, it would have to be all of my sweaters that I can finally get out of yes. storage. I'm loving all of my sweaters and my boots and my vests. Yes. Um, so that's, uh-huh. you can't go wrong with a good sweater. You can't go wrong with that. Awesome. Okay, so where can people find you? Because I follow you on Instagram, and then that leads me to your blog. So tell us where we can find you. Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Letters and Lifestyle. And then my blog is also www.lettersandlifestyle.com. And um, I would love to hear from you and all of the people following along. It is a fairly new blog, so I I'm, I'm, have to be very diligent in making my posts and my deadlines. I don't know how these blogger moms do it. I have one dog, and I'm still struggling to manage my time. Um, but it's been good. I've enjoyed it. It's, it's allowed me to meet some really neat people like yourself. Um, And in ways that I never thought imaginable. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, your blog is gorgeous. You're gorgeous. You're the sweetest thing ever. Um, I mean, I just want to, like, reach out and give you a hug. Like, I just feel like we could be really good friends. So I appreciate so much you coming on the podcast and recording late at night after your 9 to 5 and all of the things you've got going on with your sister's wedding this weekend. I think that's going to be super special. And she's going to love that Bible. And we'll have to see it on Instagram. Yes, when when you get it finished and all that. All right. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Ren. I hope you have a good rest of your night. 
Y'all, didn't you just love her? I told you, you want to just reach out and hug her, right? <laughs> she was so super sweet. She just exudes joy. And that's just knowing her over Skype and over Instagram and through her blog, not even in person. So I hope you go and follow her and just give her some love. She is amazing. And I just appreciate her so much of coming on the podcast. So thank you for listening, y'all. It has been a while since I posted. I think it was the middle of November. And I I have come back refreshed and I am excited about this year. We've got a lot of fun, uh, exciting things coming and um, a lot of new people coming on the podcast. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week when I chat with my new internet friend, Elizabeth Servin. And remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have an awesome week and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye.